Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. Now your hosts. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Hyperion Hub. I'm John Alois, and I'm joined by Sean Degenhart. Salutations. And John Redling Schaefer. Hello there. I hope you're having a great week. We like to kick things off with our Disney views, and this week, take it away, Sean. Yeah, well, the internet was all abuzz with the uh, announcement about the retheming of the Polynesian Resort to Moana. Um, I read a lot of comments. Most people were very passionate about their feelings. Um, there were those that were so excited because they love Moana. Their kids love Moana. It's exactly what it needed. And then there was the argument of, you know, you're tearing away old Disney World and you're ruining everything. And, you know, lots of people not very happy. Um, you know, Iger has kind of been known as the IP guy. So any place you can insert um, Disney property into, you know, the resorts or parks, you know, go ahead and do it. Um I wasn't quite sure what to think. We've never stayed at the Polynesian, uh, visited the lobby before and walked around, sat outside and um, outside of Seven Seas Lagoon. And it was beautiful. We loved it. Definitely a dated kind of feel. You know, feels like you're maybe in the Brady Bunch Hawaii episode with the, the 70s kind of theme. We loved it. Um, some of the pictures I've seen, they've just recently posted with some color samples and maybe a little corner of a hallway uh, where they show you kind of what they're doing. It's not all that bad. doesn't bother me that much. Um, things like, you know, the tattoo patterns on Maui's chest, kind of in some of the floral print patterns in the carpet. Um, the sconces have that kind of tattoo design, warmer wood tones. So it'll be interested to see what they do with it. Nobody's going to be perfectly happy with it, no matter how much or how little they do. So it'll be interesting to see what they end up with. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think you've struck a nerve. <laughs> I, okay. I, you know, I'm not one of these people who likes to complain too much about any changes that Disney makes. I'm all for moving forward, moving the needle. But, well, I, why? You know, it's, are they really going to get that much more attention at the Polynesian village by adding this? I just don't see the reason for it. It's always a packed resort. It is my favorite resort. And I just don't understand the purpose, to be honest. One of the things I read said it's already um, practically a Lilo and Stitch resort. You know, with the touches that have been added. Yeah, there's touches here and there. If it's going to be that subtle, I'm completely okay with it. I just don't like making changes for the purpose of making changes. I think that's a good point. I mean, Ohana is a character meal at some point, the, the restaurant there where Lilo and Stitch do come. I think you're right that sometimes it's it seems like it's for the sake of doing it. Over at the Grand Floridian, there's now a Beauty and the Beast bar. Why? I don't understand. And you, I guess you can certainly argue the, the Pacific theme and Moana fits there. I'm sure there are certain Norwegians a little upset that Maelstrom disappeared at Epcot because there was a place called Arendelle developed, you know? So at least I guess there's arguable connections there, but I... I, I, I get that. Fair. I, you know? You get it, but then at the same time, I think your point of doing it for the sake of doing it absent... 
you know, how, how many young families are going to go book at the Polynesian? The Polynesian is traditionally a more expensive hotel, right? You're going to see the younger families when we, you know, when we were starting out and we did decide to go, we were at the value resorts, right? We weren't at the Polynesian. And so now you're going to have a, an influx of a bunch of young families just wanting to look around for Moana stuff. And that's fine, but I'm just saying it, it, I don't know if I necessarily fall on one side or the other of this. I want to see what it looks like, but for, just for the sake of doing it, eh, just doesn't seem appropriate. Again, I'm all, if, if, if it's subtle, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Uh, I just don't understand. And, and maybe that's just crotchety me coming out absolutely absolutely is <laughs> but it is a wonderful place I, I love just hanging out up there you know uh up upstairs at the grand ceremonial house um everything about that place again i, I said it i said it recently just screams vacation to me um i don't i'm not i don't remember going out to the beach when that was a when that was available i was there in 1978 um, the last time that was an option, uh, so that some of that is kind of removed. But I do. We've rented boats from there. I, I do take advantage of all that resort has to offer. Um, you know, whatever. I, <laughs> they're going to do it whether I want. <laughs> yeah, there you go. They're going to do it whether I love it or not. And by the way, for the record, I love Moana. I think the film is outstanding. Agreed. And for the most part, I like all the changes that have been made. I just don't understand the point at times. So, Well, and we'll see how the subtlety works. It may just be touches here and there that they can advertise as Moana. But if they touch the uh, hidden Mickey in the tile floor as you walk in, I'm going to have issues. <laughs> all right. Do you guys, did you ever hear the reason for why they had to change out the lobby? I was told by someone who was in part of the managerial staff, one of the cast members there. Apparently, the glass from above did not have proper UV filters included, and they could have changed out the glass, but all of the plants would have eventually died. Huh. So they huh. had to remove okay. that whole section. I buy that to a point. I still think they were trying to create more space in the lobby because you could have still had the the waterfall and you know right. some fake plants i guess but anyway that was a, a a wonderful visual when you first walk into the polynesian village all right on to our main topic this week and while walt disney world is open there are many limitations and restrictions right now and disneyland is not currently open that coupled with the fact that brand new movies aren't coming out at movie theaters. And that's an experience that I love. We were talking about how we're getting our Disney fix. And we thought we'd go around the room and find out what everybody is doing to kind of help replace those feelings. Sean, let's start with you. I think the primary way that I've been getting my Disney fix is through music. Um, I've got like 33 hours, I think, of Disney Parks music in my iTunes playlist. So I listen to your Main Street USA loops and all these other, you know, attraction rides, um, cue music, all those things. Um, so that's been great. Um, I actually told you guys the other day that Main Street Electrical Parade started up in the car and I actually teared up a little bit. 
just thinking about the excitement and the energy when you're sitting on Main Street and the lights go out and you hear that synthesizer music, you know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all that. Um, so that was great. Um, also been reading a lot of press releases, um, just interested in how they've been handling this pandemic and what they've been going through, decisions they're making, um, factors that influence the decisions they've made. So it's been interesting keeping up, kind of growing with them through this, uh, seeing how they're handling it. Um, I've actually been listening to other podcasts. I won't mention any names, but um, it's been great hearing input from folks that are there on the ground, seeing changes that are still happening um, during the pandemic, construction changes that might have still been going on. Um, catching up with books too. I've got a lot of Disney history books that I've got, you know, sitting at my bedside that haven't been able to get into yet, but, you know, reading some of them, um, has been great. A lot of YouTube ride videos and videos of fireworks and shows. The girls love doing that. And I will say I've been buying a lot more Funko Pop bobbleheads. Um, so that's been helping a lot too, as the new Disney bobblehead lines come out. I had really quick, I had to go check and see how much park music I have. And I have 2.4 days worth. So I'm happy that I can just let that play as well. John, how about you? Well, I can't deny that we have perhaps been on Shop Disney way too much ourselves. Just getting the taste of the merchandise, it's hard. Actually, if you go onto Facebook and other social media, you can find folks that live in Florida with the parks now open. They used to do this before the temporary closure. You can ask them to go buy things for you for a small fee and then have it shipped to you if you really want to feel uh, like you're buying your... your uh, your money's worth down there in Florida or elsewhere. In terms of what we've been doing, reliving a lot of our past vacations. I don't know if you guys do this, but when we get home, I can't take credit for it, it's my wife, Stephanie, who will do books on Shutterfly. She'll create the books from all of our photos, not all of them, it'd be impossible, or it'd be a 500-page book, but looking through them or creating books from those last few trips that we took where we haven't had time because life was still moving full speed. And now that we've had some time, she's enjoyed playing catch-up and reminiscing about those uh, special times that we had. What am I personally doing? I'm relishing, selfishly, I suppose, to a degree, the planning of our next vacation. May not happen, but we're trying to plan a trip later on when honestly these calendar months that we face for the next six to twelve months are pretty uncertain i can tell you that there are going to be gaps where we would never have had gaps before as a family because of sports because of music and we have found maybe some openings to go to florida to south carolina and so we've started so planning is not the same it used to be think about your meals 180 days out your fast passes 60 days out now there are a few nuanced rules about that 60 days before for dining reservations and things like that but it's just the the taste of getting to do that idea of planning a trip again that has been uh, very very fulfilling as as we face well quite honestly um an uncertain future you know those are all wonderful and i wish maybe if i had a trip that we had planned uh i could kind of share and and relish that the the true the absolute truth for me is how am i getting my disney fix nothing's changed for me i'm doing everything that i typically do you know i'm i i think i would love to be able to sit down and just kind of plan something out 
Um, what I miss more than anything right now are, are new movies at the theater. Um, that's a, a wonderful experience for me and my family. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for Disney Plus. I'm happy that they're putting out new films here and there. But I do, I, I don't know if I can, you know, just find something to replace all that we're missing right now. Everything you're talking about, we do that regularly also. Um, I, when we get back from trips, I like to put together music videos. And those are all on YouTube. So they're in a playlist. I can, I can put those on in any room, you know, and, and, and watch them on TV. Um, I just, I think we all kind of are, are want things to get back to the way they were. And, and we're just going to have to continue to being patient. Um, but I am watching a lot of Disney stuff you know a lot of a lot of videos uh from vimeo and youtube and a lot of older movies and like i said i'm glad that disney plus is putting out new things as well so those are the things i'm missing and uh, hopefully you know in the not too distant future we can get back to what we really love and dive into it. One way that I'm, I'm uh, able to overcome my, my need, my, my want for, for Disney things is this podcast, is doing this with you guys every week. So I, I get to, to live that part of it out and do more research and learn from other guests. And I, I've truly enjoyed that portion of it. Sean, it sounds like John has just offered to take us to various resorts and do uh, this as a road trip. Do we want to start with Shanghai, or where, where do you want to go? <laughs> I would love to do that. That sounds wonderful. Let's let's start a uh, GoFundMe campaign right now, and let's the three of us jump into some sort of vehicle and drive to Shanghai. How does that sound? <laughs> well, we'll get a certain distance, and then it could get problematic. You know, we've been very fortunate over the years to connect with certain cast members whether it be at the parks or the various resorts and thanks to social media we have been able to stay in touch to not only see what they're doing at the parks but see how they're doing and some are still on furlough some have gone back to work but their hours aren't what they used to be and it has been hopefully therapeutic for them as it has been for us just as in a way, I feel like they're extended family members. Um, I think of two in particular that we try to stay in touch with, and we get together every time we go down to Disney World. Uh, they even put our kids' uh, pictures on their refrigerator. That's how close we've gotten to them over the years. And so I, I would send out my, my best to those uh, folks who really mean something to us and their communication during this time, even though we're separated by miles, doesn't mean that we haven't been able to check in on them and even if they're even if they use us as a sounding board for whatever they're going through I feel like that's the least we can do that's wonderful hey you were talking about the pictures and looking at you know the picture books from past trips and even still it's been two years two and a half years since we took a last family trip and frequently our four-year-old and seven-year-old if I'm just sitting on the couch they'll just jump in my lap and say let's look at Disney pictures so they love doing that. They love looking at the, you know, the fireworks shows that we'll show. Um, I asked Greta, our seven-year-old, what she thought of when she thought of Disney. And her first, you know, you would expect It's a Small World or Winnie the Pooh or something like that. And she said, my seven-year-old said, spending time with family. Wow. 
and the mem and the memories that we make. So Disney's definitely onto something, you know. I mean, there's when they're selling, they're selling the experience, and you know, for a seven year old to pick up on that, that all this other stuff is great, but spending time with the family, you know, that's what she remembers, and um, so that's just fantastic to me, knowing that, you know, sixty years from now when I'm gone, she'll still be have those memories. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. What a great way to wrap up the show. What are you missing most about Disney right now? How are you getting your Disney fix? Please drop us a line. You can email us at podcastthehyperionhub.com. You can also record a message with your phone and email that to us, and we'll play it on the show. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us and spread the word so more people find us. That's all from here. Have a great week, everybody. We're glad you could join us. We'd love to hear from you. You can email or send us a recorded audio message at podcast at thehyperionhub.com. Find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Hyperion Hub is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its subsidiaries. We'll meet you next time at the Hyperion Hub.